The man who was not Terence O'Grady had come quietly. And that, Sam insisted, was clear proof. Terry had never done anything quietly in his life if there was a way to get a fight out of it. Pete, walking at Sam's left behind the prisoner, wasn't so sure. To all appearances, the man they had taken was Terence O'Grady. He had the curly, sandy hair, the pug nose, and the archaic black-framed glasses over pale blue eyes, and he walked with a limp of the left leg, which the dossier said was a souvenir of an accident way back when he'd been mining in the belt of Torado. They stopped at a door set deep into the brick wall of the alley. Up in front, Russ raised his fist and struck the heavy creel wood twice. They waited, listening to the noises of the night city beyond the alley. Then the door opened silently on well-oiled hinges, and they were staring down a long hallway. As he stepped over the threshold, Pete gritted his teeth and concentrated on the back of the man before him. The man who was not Terence O'Grady, maybe. It was in no way a remarkable back, slightly stoop-shouldered, not quite on a level with Pete's own. Terence O'Grady, the dossier noted, was short and slender for a Terran, a good six inches below the average. This made him a valuable partner for bulky Sam, who handled the massive mining equipment effortlessly, but was not so well suited to exploring the small gaps, craters, and crevices where a rich vein might hide. Sam and Terry made money in the belt. Then Terry quit mining, bought himself some land with atmosphere over it, and settled into farming, child-raising, and even politics. Eight years later, Sam got a bounce calm from Terry's wife. Terence O'Grady had disappeared. Sam went to talk to wife and family, as an old friend should. He asked questions and nosed around. No corpse had been found, but Sam declared Terry dead. He'd been too stubborn a dreamer to run out on all of them at once. And given Terry's luck, someone would have had to kill him to make him dead before old age. Sam said Terry had been murdered three years ago. But recently there had been rumors, and then this person here, wearing a dead man's face and calling him by a dead man's name. Pete shook himself as they rounded a sharp corner and barely avoided stepping on the prisoner. Look sharp, Sam whispered harshly. They turned another corner and came into a brightly lit, abandoned office. The man who was not Terence O'Grady nearly smiled. From this point on, he knew the layout of each of the fourteen suites in this building, the voltage of the lighting fixtures, the position of doors and windows, the ambient temperature, and even the style and color of the carpets. Within his mental loop, he saw a number shift from point seven to point eight five. The second figure changed a moment later from point five to point seven. The first percentage indicated chance of mission success, the second chance of personal survival. CMS recently had been running significantly above CPS.
His escort halted before a lift, and both numbers rose by a point. When the lift opened onto an office on the third floor, the loop flickered and withdrew. The more imminent the action, the less precise the calculations. The desk was beautiful, made of inlaid teak and redwood, imported from earth. The man behind the desk was also imported from earth, and he was not beautiful. He had a paunch and an aggressive black beard. Soft hands laced together on the gleaming wood. He surveyed the group with casual interest. Thank you, gentlemen. You may stand away from the prisoner. Russ and Skipper dropped back, leaving the man who was not O'Grady alone before Mr. Jager's desk. Mr. O'Grady, I believe? Jager purred. The little man bowed slightly and straightened, hands loose at his sides. In the depths of his beard, Jager frowned. He tapped the desktop with one well-manicured finger. You're not Terence O'Grady, he said flatly. This readout says you're not even Terran.